You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Walking outside labyrinthian over cracks along under the trees. I know this town grounded in a compass. Cardinal landing in the dogwood. I keep going over it over and over. My steps iterate my shame. How come every outcome such Lately afternoon with the shades drawn down Kept saying I just wanted to see it Saying what's wrong with that Needle shaking outlines in a compass Every outcome such a come down I knew it when I saw All right, you're listening to Trip Radio. My name's Andrew Merriweather, and I'm here with Evan Hall of Pine Grove. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Thank you for doing this. So how are you enjoying the festival so far? It's good. You know, at first I was feeling, you know, kind of nervous, but then just developed into a very zen mindset, kind of bopping around and uh, enjoying the good weather and hearing all the different sounds and meeting whoever wants to say hey. So it's... Um, good and we just finished our set like an hour ago so i feel very positive about that yeah and you all had an amazing turnout it seemed like a really great crowd everyone was like vibing with it it was great definitely and that's part of re- the reason i'm feeling so good i think uh just like the the crowd was um very vocal about their you know their warm support and their um their eagerness to be there so it was cool oh yeah yeah so is language our prison or our liberator Hmm. Wow, great question. I don't feel imprisoned by it. It's the way we connect. Um, It's the best tool we have. It's not perfect, of course, but um, it's beautiful and strange and imprecise, and the way that it's imprecise is also um, part of its beauty because I think that humans are very good, actually, at um, knowing what each other mean. You know, when people are abstract and when they're vague, I think that, like, because we have that talent, um, we can experiment and push boundaries and be a little stranger and less direct, and it still end up signifying emotionally somehow. Well, the reason I ask is that a lot of your songs, at least to me, when I when I listen to them, seem about either like the limitations of language or sort of the importance of language in communicating significant feelings. Um, so I'm wondering. Is music where, like, it, does music pick up where language sort of stops, or is it the opposite, or what are your thoughts on that? I found myself saying yesterday in an interview that lyrics are a subcategory of melody. Um, and I think that there's a really uh, natural relationship between, uh, between words and phrasing and rhythm and music, and you know, all of these things are like almost just different points on a continuum. But music definitely gets into more abstract territory and more like overtly emotional territory. Language, I think, is in a, in a weird way limited sometimes by its precision. And like the expectations for music are not to signify as, as explicitly and therefore we're open to a more um, abstract emotional experience. I'm tapped out, don't it always seem to go that you could hold it right in your hands, collapse 
it is Say how it is with everybody I know I got no temper for that I send you this You have a really extensive reading list on your Twitter, right? You've got like this whole pinned thing and you're keeping track of all these books. I'm wondering what you have with you on the road right now. Okay, um, I have a collection of Wallace Stevens poetry. I don't usually read poetry because I find it really hard, but Wallace Stevens is attractive to me because he seems to not really be going for meaning as much as he is just being playful with sounds. And of course, meaning comes in through the back that way, and uh, it's still occasionally profound, but mostly just playful and um, and exciting and weird as hell. I have been enjoying that a lot. Um, I actually don't have any fiction with me. I'm, I'm, re- I'm reading also a book called um, uh, The Song Machine. It's nonfiction. It's about pop music, um, which is interesting so far, but also like kind of suspect in a lot of ways. I certainly disagree with a lot of the claims. Like, for example, we're in the age that you own a computer, you can just make pop hits. It's so easy. It's like, no, have you, all right, if it's so easy, then why are you writing this book? And why aren't you, why aren't you um, Max Martin? <laughs> right. I think it's always so funny to me when people are like, well, I, like, I could have made that. And you're like, um, I mean, you cannot like the music, but let's not pretend like you're just like plugging in a drum machine and then throwing down some like hit. No, like the claim that it's so formulaic that you can just plug in numbers and then the computer will do the pop music equation and then it's a hit. It's like just a, a completely absurd claim. Anyway, I, you know, I, I hope that this music uh, book is going to tell me a little bit more about how to write a good pop song. It surprises me to hear you say that poetry is hard, given that you're a very poetic lyricist. There seems to be some sort of internal language that people who love poetry and know a lot about poetry write write poetry uh are like kind of in on like some sort of rubric or i don't know a set of rules that i just like for some reason don't get it's it's a very internal thing it's a very communal thing and i acknowledge that i'm an outsider and when i'm reading it it feels almost kind of voyeuristic it's like i get to just moonlight as a poetry reader and take from it what I can, but ultimately I know that there's a ton going over my head. Whereas fiction, I'm just, I'm a more practiced reader in fiction and I, um, I have a lot of reference points just because I've, I've read a lot of books that I've enjoyed and not enjoyed and, you know, just the whole range of it. Uh, so it's just more of a foreign territory, I guess. The truth is I lost all track of time and I wound up
this is something I've been, I was talking to a friend about the other day, but if you could go either back in time or forward in time to witness any one specific event in human history, what would you go back to or forward to? Okay. Um, I'm going to, in a certain way, ignore the question and say that my friend uh, Dexter texted me this like hyperlink fiction thing called 17,776, which is, I'm only like three or four chapters in, but it's basically about satellites who have been forgotten by NASA and have for some reason become sentient, and they're also all football fans. Um, and also for some reason people on Earth have stopped being born and they have stopped dying, and now everybody just plays football. But football is understood way differently. Like it's a football field is the size of Nebraska and people are riding tornadoes and all of this. Uh, so this sort of futuristic projection is something that I can really get behind. Just really exciting. It's um, so contemporary. There, there, are, there are GIFs in the text. The texts are different colors to indicate different speakers and uh, Mark Danielowski has done that before. So that's not totally new, but um, then, and they're like YouTube videos as chapters, and uh, the process of scrolling is a narrative feature in the book. Um, so my mind's really lit up with this um, notion of the future, and it's also like kind of interesting that such a futuristic approach would be applied to a uh, you know like futuristic dystopia utopia. I, I don't know whether or not it's a dystopia or utopia, but it's really compelling. I love it a lot. I mean, I think anywhere where you can ride tornadoes while you're playing football is uh, pretty utopic, but maybe it's going to take a turn. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Evan, thank you so much for taking time. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. I've enjoyed this one. <laughs> you can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. Got caught, got this Caravaggio move. We had some good ideas, but we never left that fucking room. Do you want to talk?